sometimes controversial, always politically incorrect, and pro-life without exception, without compromise, and without apology. It's the Pro-Life America podcast with your hosts, Sarah Waits and the president of Life Dynamics, Mark Crutcher. Welcome to the Pro-Life America podcast. How are you guys doing today? We hope you're doing wonderful. And I'm Mark Crutcher here, as you've just heard with my comical sidekick, Sarah. I don't know about too comical. You've not been laughing too much at my (laughs) jokes, Mark. You're starting to hurt my feelings a little bit. Your jokes are lame. No, they're good. They just go over your head. (laughs) Maybe that's what it is. (laughs) It's a generation gap. I want to talk today about something that I stumbled across years ago when we were doing some research for one of our projects here. If you have not checked out our projects, then you should really go take this time to visit ProLifeAmerica.com and click the Reports and Projects tab up at the top of the website. We have done a number of really important projects that even if you don't know our name so much and who we are, you've definitely heard of our work. Yeah, and a lot of the stuff that I talk about on here too was also research we did for when we were doing Life Talk segments we'd had on there. But as you may know, we used to infiltrate the National Abortion Federation conferences that they had every year. You used to make them really mad. You used to make them really mad. They busted you a couple of times, didn't they? Yeah, a couple of times, but we always were able to get another infiltrator to get in. And we'd get tapes from those conferences. We've still got them. I mean, there's hundreds of hours of tapes that we had of these National Abortion Federation conferences. We would go through them and Mm -hmm. listen to them and see what kind of information we could get. And we came across this one discussion they were having at one of the National Abortion Federation conferences about twins. And this clinic director was telling all the other clinic directors there about their experiences with twins in the abortion clinic. And she was saying, look, if you're doing a sonogram Mm -hmm. and you see twins, make sure that the woman can't see the sonogram screen and make sure even the other employees don't see it. You can understand why they don't want the clients to see that. That's pretty standard anyways. But for them not to even let other staff see it is pretty important. She said that they had had major problems with staff in the past who got real upset when they were aborting twins. can't imagine why that is. Because if you've got two women sitting in an abortion clinic and they each have a single baby in their womb and they both get abortions... Versus another woman coming in with two babies in her womb wanting abortions. The same number of babies are dying dying, either way. Right. The only difference is location. It makes no sense whatsoever. But she said, certainly don't let the client see the twins. Well, of course, that means she's withholding information from the clients, which we know they do that all the time. Are we really shocked? I Uh, mean, these people are notorious for trying to hold back information. Why? Because the more information you know about abortion the less appealing it is. And the more likely you are to jump up and run out the door. And she said that she had actually had staff that quit over the issue of being forced to assist in the abortion of twins. Of twins. That's crazy. Why would that make any difference? I mean, I don't know. Like you're alluding to a moment ago, if you've got two women sitting out in the waiting room that have single pregnancies and you're going to kill both those babies, why do you have a problem if you can knock them off two at one time and uh, do twins? But for some reason, there is a difference. Twins affect people. And it's interesting that you can go like on um, YouTube, Mm -hmm. and they have all of these reveals. Oh, their baby reveals? They do it in some really interesting ways. I love it because it makes you cry sometimes and laugh. Yeah, and and they're pretty cool. But the ones that garner the most emotion are when a girl tells her parents she's going to have twins. 
or they'll say I'm pregnant and they just let them get all that out of their system. The new grandmother is all excited. And then she says, oh, by the way, it's twins. And they totally lose it at that point. So there's something about twins that affects people. But again, in the abortion industry, why would that be the case? You're going to kill them anyway. Yeah, nothing about working in the abortion industry makes sense to me because I can't imagine being in an environment day in and day out where I know that I'm helping people take the lives of their children. Every night when you lay down to go to sleep, you're thinking, I helped kill a bunch of babies today. Yeah, I don't know how you rationalize that in your head. Even if you're a person who wants to help people, you can't honestly think by looking and seeing what goes on in these clinics and just looking at the women's faces when they go in and when they come out that you're actually helping them. No, you got to totally delude yourself. Yeah. you got to totally fool yourself. In all of nature, mm-hmm. there's only one organism that can trick itself, and it's the human brain. Yeah. Animals can't do it. No other organism on earth has the capacity to trick itself other than the human brain. And we can trick ourselves. We can rationalize or justify anything we think we want, just like the Nazi guards did. Yeah. They rationalized what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. You wrote in Lime 5 a chapter on the mentality of the people who work in the abortion industry and things that abortion does to them mentally. I think it's chapter five. It's a really interesting chapter, and I'm always referring people to go read it because Bacon it's souls. Yeah, because it. yeah, because it's a really, really eye-opening chapter. People need to go read it. And we've learned a lot more since I wrote line five. But anyway, let's go back to this issue of twins. Do it's like somewhat it? related to the issue of selective reduction. Matter of fact, it's totally related to the issue of selective reduction. For those who don't know, selective reduction is when a woman is pregnant with more than one child at the same time, and they go in there and they abort one child and leave one child intact. She only wants one. Yeah, she says, I only want, or one of them's a boy and one of them's a girl, and she says, I don't want another girl. So they go in and selectively reduce. That's the term that the medical community... What a sleazy, sanitary word for what it is. But if if you're one of these savages that has abortions you got to salve your conscience some way, and that's why you do it. I'm not doing an abortion. I'm doing a selective reduction. The bottom line is somebody's dying. Yeah. Or several somebody's are going to Let's not dilute ourselves. No matter what clinical terms that they use for things in the world of abortion, it's all the same. Here's the question I have. I've known a few twins in my life, and you read about this. You can go online and read it or buy books and read about it about the connection that twins have with each other. Yeah, because twins have a completely unique relationship, yeah, even do. compared to just regular siblings. Right. Even twins, like they're separated at birth. Uh, mm-hmm. Parents let one be adopted and they keep the other one. And then these twins come back together later on. And that happens relatively often. The experiences they have, and, and they'll talk about, you know, when I was 15, this happened. And the other one will say, yeah, that same day this happened to me. So there's a connection between twins, or what we call womb mates, right? <laughs> yeah, that's good. Thank you. But anyway, they're womb mates. There's some connection between them. And I know that every twin out there that's listening to this is saying, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. There's not a twin you can find that won't say. They have a different relationship with their twin mm-hmm. than any other brother and two brothers have, or a brother and a sister, or two sisters, or whatever. Sometimes they can feel each other, even if they don't right. know that they have a sibling. It's like something's missing. Or they sense them. something is wrong with the other one, or yeah. whatever. Now, one of the interesting things about that is, a lot of people don't know Elvis Presley was a twin. I did know that. I was going to bring it up, but I was waiting for the right moment there. Yeah, right. I'm sure you were. But anyway, Elvis Presley was a twin, yeah. and his twin brother died at birth. Yeah. And Elvis. It survived. haunted him. And the people that knew Elvis Presley said, you know, he was kind of a happy-go-lucky, carefree kind of guy but that he was haunted over the loss of his twin until the day he died. 
they said in quiet moments, and when they would be around him, he'd talk about him and say that he has a connection to this twin that died at Survivor's birth. guilt. Right. The reason I bring this up, though, is not that it's worse to kill twins than it is to kill two single babies being carried by two single moms. It's not. This issue of twins reinforces that these are living human beings. And everybody involved, whether you're a woman who's paying some savage to kill your baby or you're the savage who's doing the killing, everybody involved knows that they're living human beings. But this concern over them being twins is just absolute irrefutable proof that even they know what they're doing. The pro-aborts know everything about the unborn child that we know. In fact, they know more. They're, oh, yeah. the, they're the ones who see their lifeless bodies. Yeah, you can't be a doctor who's there who's responsible for taking the life of the child, dissecting the child, reassembling it to make sure that they have all the parts, right. and then say, Oh, it's nothing there. Oh, there's nothing there. It's just yeah. a blob of cells. Yeah. So, I call BS, and we all know that they know it's BS. So they've forgotten more about the unborn child than we'll ever know. Yeah. The only difference between them and us is they don't care. Yeah. They know the same things. They know they're human beings. They know they feel pain. They know all of the things that we know. It's like that clinic worker said in the An American Abortion Clinic video that we did. She was talking about how the baby would be like kind of disoriented and she'd be talking about, oh, there's kind of moving around like what's going on? And then they jabbed the instrument into the soft spot and all right. of a sudden the extremities, the fingers and toes would stick out. Stick out. Right. Like you would if you had been stabbed in, in the back of the throat or the back, back of the throat of the or something. Or, right. It was a pain response. Right. That's one of the moments from that video that really sticks out to me the most. And the way that it's talked about is just kind of Huh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was just, it was weird. It just, this happened. Right. You know, and it's like, no big deal. Yeah. And that's what you have to do if you're going to work in one of these places. You have to trick yourself into believing that what you're doing is okay. And we saw the same thing with the Nazis. Again, we talked about that a moment ago. We saw the same thing with slave owners. I came across something really interesting the other day. Slave owners used to obviously sometimes be very brutal to the yeah. slaves, beat them or whatever. And one of the arguments that they used was that blacks don't feel pain the same way that white people do. So you can justify the, the, the savagery that you're doing to them because, oh, they don't hurt like white people do. And in fact, the, the study of gynecology was really taking off back in those days. Mm -hmm. And they were using black women to train people in gynecology, and they were doing it with no anesthesia. And their argument <sighs> was these black women don't feel pain like white women do. That is no different than the argument that these people use to justify abortion by saying that the unborn babies don't feel pain. And see, when you dehumanize and you try to write a group of people off as less than or as not being deserving of rights, these are the things that you open the door for. You have to. Slavery, the Holocaust, right. mass genocides, that's what happens. Yep, that's right. Another issue that's somewhat related to this thing of twins is repeat abortions. Yeah. Now, we now know that about 40% of all the abortions done in America are done on women who've had one or more prior abortions. You know, this kind of reminds me of back a long time ago before I even got involved in this issue or even knew much about abortion. There was an episode of the Sarah Silverman show. And before y'all get on to me for watching the Sarah Silverman show, I'd only watched a couple of episodes. I didn't even really know where she stood on any of that stuff. And this was, I think, the last episode that I ever watched. So you're trying to justify watching this skank on television. I didn't, I didn't know. I, I literally had no yeah, idea what ahead. she stood for. And I think this was the last episode I ever watched because I was kind of disgusted with it. But she did this episode of her show where she's making light about repeat abortions. In this show, whether it's a reflection of real life or not, I'm not sure. 
but that she's gone multiple times over the years and they've always been there for her and they right. how the people at the abortion clinic know her name almost like an right. abortion clinic version of cheers right? right you go there everyone knows your name they're right. all smiling oh there's sarah how's sarah doing today knocked up again you know, knocked up again don't right. worry we'll take care of you right i was just sitting there thinking what in the world you got you, know? you got no soul your soul is totally vacant but most people don't know just how common repeat abortions really are. Yeah, but th- they are re- very common. And the abortion industry comes out here and tries to play like they're concerned about this. A lot of them will say, well, we're uncomfortable with the idea of women having repeat abortions. Well, they don't even really want to talk about repeat abortions. Right, because they know it's a PR nightmare. Because they're always trying to sell abortion as this emergency bailout. It's not done right. by women for anything other than a last choice. And it's a woman who's in a bad situation. She's poor. She's sick. Her baby's and sick. And as you whatever. know, we've had lots of experience around here, especially when we were doing malpractice cases with abortion. Mm-hmm. Believe this or not. We had a woman here one time that had five abortions in one year. That is a lot of abortions for You've one year. You've got to year. really work at it. And the fact was, she was working at it because every time she'd have an abortion, she'd think she was sterile. And so she'd run out and get pregnant again. Well, the second she got pregnant again, she oh, I don't want to have a baby, so she'd have an abortion. And then she thinks, well, maybe this one made me sterile. And we've seen this as a pattern over the years. Because abortions can cause uterine scarring, which all prevents all these side effects that hurt or make it almost impossible for you to get pregnant, depending on what type of injury you get. Right. So. Anyway, the abortion industry tries to come out here and play like, oh, yeah, well, we don't like to see women having multiple abortions. And some of them have said, hey, I don't care. We had one clinic worker on the NAF tapes talk about she worked in a clinic where mm-hmm. a woman there had nine abortions. And she said, we knew her by first name. She said, I could almost give you her um, credit card number by memory. So most of them, they don't care. But they know that in public, they've got to make it look like they do care. One of the questions I used to always ask them back when I debated with them, back when they would debate, was why? Yeah. Let me ask this question. If abortion is such, it's not a big deal. If it's not killing, if it's not murder, if it's not the killing of a human being, then why is it a big deal if a woman gets more than one? Right. The answer is because they know it's the murder of the unborn. And they know it's a PR nightmare for them to stand in front of the American people and say, oh, we don't have a problem if a woman's getting 10 or 12 abortions. That doesn't bother us. Because everybody knows intrinsically the same thing. The reason why we get bothered by it is because we know intrinsically what's happening. It's evil. So they will feign this outrage. And I used to ask them, say, look, wait a minute. If, let's say, eight women come into your abortion clinic today, each one of them is pregnant with a baby, and they're all going to have abortions. And you're going to kill those eight babies, right? Mm Mm-hmm. You don't have a problem with that. But if a woman comes in there who's having her eighth abortion, you're telling me you have a problem with that? What you're saying is if eight women kill eight babies, that's okay. But if one woman kills eight babies, that's not okay. How do you reconcile this in your mind? And, of course, they never could. That's impossible to reconcile. It's illogical. But all the defenses of abortion are illogical by their nature. Oh, yeah. Anyway, you just have to go online and just hear, hear, hear some the, of their stuff. To Hear the crap they put out. It's unbelievable. But I just think this issue of twins is one that we ought to bring up more often because they'll say, yeah, we have a real problem aborting twins. Or we've got them on those NAF tapes saying, we've had clients that you would tell them, oh, by the way, you're having twins. And they'd get up and leave and say, I'll kill one baby, but I won't kill two. Now, I'd like to sit down with that woman and say, what's the matter with you? If you agree that it's a baby, you'd kill one, but you wouldn't kill two. What's going on with that? I don't understand the only that. The only thing I can think of is that for the woman who decides that this is the only time that she's going to do this and she feels like she has no choice, 
but all of a sudden she finds out she has twins she can't do that to two of her children she can maybe do it to one but not to two of her children that's the only thing i could it makes no sense whatsoever. think of, it's yeah. totally irrational yeah. But again, all the defenses for abortion are irrational. You can't come up with one. Mm-hmm. Now, there's another issue involving twins that I'd like to bring up, and that's the issue of Siamese twins. And this is a trap that we can lay for the pro-aborts to show how irrational they are. Mm-hmm. When they say that the unborn child is not a person, let's take that argument. The child in the womb is not a person. Yeah. I would ask them something, and that is, If I showed you a picture of Siamese twins Mm -hmm. or conjoined twins, Mm -hmm. am I showing you a picture of one person or two? (laughs) What do you think? Well, it's an easy question for me. I know the answer. It's two people. There's two people there. However, you can make an argument that that's one body much better than you can that the unborn and his mother is one body. At least the conjoined twins are sharing usually some vital organ as well as, as well as DNA. Right. Whereas an unborn child and its mother... Always different DNA. Always different DNA. Right. Two hearts, four feet. One can live, one can die. Yeah. In Siamese twins, they're always the same gender. Mm-hmm. In mothers and unborn child, they're different gender they're, half the time. Yep. The um, mother and the baby never have the same DNA. The mother nope. and the baby never have the same fingerprints, which nope. they now know that in conjoined twins, sometimes they have the same fingerprints. Mm-hmm. So a better argument can be made that Siamese twins are one than the unborn baby and the mother are one. Mm-hmm. And yet the pro-aborts will tell you that the Siamese twin, because they know they have to. You can see it with your own eyes. It's self-evident. That's two people. Well, they're not really using that it's one person too much at this point. Usually what they're saying is that... That's not true. They say it's the woman's body. They well, say, if it's the woman's body, then well, it's one finish. person. This is the new thing. They say it's the woman's body, and they say that nobody has the right to use another person's body without their consent. So basically, they're they're violating some sort of consent. But the point is, they say it's my body. Well, first off, the argument is preposterous on its face. Yeah. Because if she's carrying a male body, Mm -hmm. then if you say that's her body, then she's got a penis, right? (laughs) Yeah. She's got four legs. She's got four arms. She's got two heads, Mm -hmm. two hearts, two livers, all that. She has both XX and XY chromosomes. At least for the time she's pregnant. Mm -hmm. But then once she's not pregnant, she gives birth or has an abortion. And suddenly she's radically all female again. And now she doesn't have a penis anymore. She doesn't have all the male parts that she'd have if she had a male baby. So their argument is particularly irrational in this case. But again, going back to the Siamese twins, Mm -hmm. I want to hear if I show them a picture of Siamese twins, is that one person or two persons? And if you're going to say it's two people, two separate persons, Mm -hmm. even though they're joined together, then how do you reconcile the fact that those two are more alike than the mother and child than the mother and the child are? Mm-hmm. The child just happens to reside in the mother for a, a certain number of months. This argument makes absolutely no sense. But again, it goes back to the issue of twins. And I still say I want to hear them tell me why it is that twins create such a problem in abortion clinics. Like you said, there is no such thing as a good pro-choice argument. A rational pro-choice argument. None of them. Anyway, that's it. Yeah, and if you haven't gone and read Lime 5, you can easily get that from our website, lifedynamics.com. I seriously recommend you read it, especially if you're new to the pro-life issue. There are a lot of things in there that 
are very eye-opening for you to know about how the abortion industry operates. But also, too, people are always talking about the safety and the potential for abortion injuries. And they're like, oh, abortion's so safe. Well, you just read Chapter 1 of Line 5, and you'll realize that that's just... Or you can go to the safeandlegal.com website. Mm-hmm. Go to our safeandlegal.com website and see the autopsy photos of Marla Cardamone and then tell me how safe it is. Yeah. And the pictures of her baby that are on there. It's a pretty horrible situation. And then all the hundreds of women that are on there who've been killed. Mm-hmm. And we know that is just the tip of the iceberg. We can prove that's just the tip of the iceberg of the number of women that are killed in perfectly legal abortion clinics. Yeah. So anyway... That's it. That's all I got. You got anything else? No, I don't have anything else. Thank you guys for joining us again. And we will see you next week. We'll see you next week. Take care.